his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Men on the Internet podcast. We've invited today a good friend into uh, the the um, digital platform that we be speaking on. So before we continue, my name is Kerbin. Over there we have Sunil. Sunil. Over here we have Chris. And right next to him, we got Sam. And our special guest today is Lauren. Lauren. Welcome, welcome, Lauren. All right, all right. Okay, so just a quick introduction to who Lauren is, what she does. She's the owner of Be Well Personal Fitness and Nutrition. She has an MS in kinesiology and nutrition. She's been helping people for over 23 years with their body and their mind. And I told her, I'm not too good with numbers, but a fraction of us are in shape. Okay, (laughs) so we want to ask a a ton of questions today so we can figure out how we could be ready for the summer. That's number one. And also in the best shape and health mindset in our entire lives. Okay, not just for the summer, but kind of a forever thing. All right. So, Lauren, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. I haven't seen you in a good minute. I haven't slept in the in the bunk bed in, in some time. But uh, <laughs> that sounds weird. But um, <laughs> she she kind of gets it. So I, <laughs> I spent the weekend at the house once. Day I was in a bunk bed. It was very comfortable. Uh, so, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, nice. Lauren, if you could tell me the story about how deep you and Kelby actually are as friends. Oh, yeah. Well, he goes way back with my husband, um, even longer than me. So I met Kelby through him, and they've done lots of projects together. Because uh, my husband is uh, an audio engineer and uh, music producer, so he's done some audio work for Kelby on his films and then he's done some video work for me and my business and um and he became an ordained minister online just to actually officiate my wedding few years ago. So wow. yeah. That's awesome. it was one so of the best that. things. It was one of the best things. Father ever. Kelby. Father me, please, <laughs> Joe. That's right. So it's it's been a beautiful time. I, I actually remember when her husband Mike, my good friend, my brother, was like, "I met this girl, and uh, we've been working out together." And he turned into like Captain America, you know, within like a he few really months. Did, he yeah, really he really did. did. <laughs> like you, he just looked so amazing. I almost was like, well, "I don't know, are you single still or not?" <laughs> if you <laughs> and. You know, I was, he actually did what I told him to do. Yeah, he did. And he looked amazing. So with that being yeah. said, let's jump right on into it. So um, so just give us a quick background of, you know, why people should care about what you're about to say. Like, what does your background bring to this conversation? Um, well, at this point now, I've coached over a thousand people online. Um and I coach, my main thing is customizing for each individual person because there's a lot of 
um, BS kind of very general things out there, and it doesn't work. That doesn't, that approach doesn't work. The approach that works is customizing it for each individual person and making it for them for sustainability, for including um, likes and dislikes and health history and where you're at with body fat percentage and how much muscle you have. It's like customization is the key. So that's what I do. And I help people um, get to their goals, whether it's like fat loss, muscle building, get on stage, or some people have like lots of weight to lose. Some people have very specific um, performance training goals that they have. So it's like meeting everybody right where they're at. But it's, it's been over 10 years of my business. Um, and before that, I was working with people with uh, spinal cord injuries as an exercise recovery specialist. So yeah. for the last, and I started working out at 16 with my dad. So I've been, you know, it's just 23 years of experience. More than that, with my own body and my own personal story, um, I've also been through cancer. I've had melanoma and um, been battling skin cancer for 20 years. And 10 years ago, I was struck by a car while jogging and pushing my two children in a stroller, and was injured from head to toe, basically bulging discs, herniated discs, all throughout my spine, um, broken wrist, broken foot damage to both of my knees, um, PTSD, and a number of other things. And um, doctors wanted to perform all kinds of surgeries. You know, each doctor has their body part that they want to operate on. And I just said, no, I'm going to use everything I know about nutrition and healing the body, and I'm just going to heal myself. So they did. And then I started my business from there. Got you. So you're approaching all of this, like, in a scientific, not opinion-based method. Correct. And I know you're going to ask me about fad diets and it's just like, (laughs) I feel like a broken record about them um, Uh because, you know, paleo, keto, um, intermittent fasting, it's all trends. It's all fads. Mm. You know, in the 80s and 90s, they went through phases of telling us that fat was bad and sugar was bad and now carbs are bad. I mean, it's like, you can't, sustainability has to be enjoyable, number one. Mm-hmm. It has to be balanced and approachable. But, um, you know, it's, of course, it takes some work to achieve that. But, like, that's where I come in. I just tell people, you know, I'm figuring out um, their BMR, their daily energy expenditure. I'm setting their caloric goals based on their needs personally um, and based on their goals. If you want to lose body fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit. There is no way around that. That is just the science. If you want to build muscle, typically you need to be in a caloric surplus. You need to have bricks to lay the foundation, uh, just the way the body works. Um, and most people, they're duped in thinking that you can be doing the same thing at the same, both at the same time without drugs. Because that's there's only three ways that you could be simultaneously losing body fat and building muscle. There's three ways. One, you're obese. Two, you're brand new to lifting. Or three, steroids. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I want to ask a quick, 
question about uh, that, and we're, we're all going to you know go around the table. But I wanted to ask a, a question about um, something I, I was I was watching recently, and they mm-hmm. said you know the body is not calories in, calories out, you know, and it was very much so about um, uh, treating your diet in a very um, what's the word you, you know like intuitive. You, Intuitive. There you go. So you're intuitive about it. And it's, you know, that's, that's old school thinking. And, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of eat and, or, you know, do the OMAD diet where it's like only one meal a day, you know, those type of things where, you know, and, and they're saying like this, this calorie in calorie out thing is just not a a real thing. What do you have to say about that? (laughs) I was listening to a show. Literally, the way the body works, and I this is so funny. So, so that oh, intuitive eating um, is more important than counting calories, but you don't have to actually count calories. It doesn't matter how you do it; you just have to be in a deficit. So, when people lose a lot of weight um, on paleo because they they cut out all the processed foods, if they go on keto because they cut out carbs, so how long can you do that for? How realistic is that? It's you can do the realistic diet and be in a caloric deficit and you're still going to lose body fat if that's your goal. But the calories in versus calories out being uh, not real, that's like, what in the world are we talking about? This is science. <laughs> this is the body. This uh-huh. is how it fucking works. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you can get it. This is so mad. This is so mad. So like, um, yeah, the quality of the calories that make up that, you know, you don't want to be in a nutrient deficit. You do want to be in a caloric deficit, but not a nutrient deficit. People often will cut their calories way down low. You have nowhere else to go. You're in poverty macros, poverty calories, and then you get stuck. You have nowhere else to go, but down. You start high. You have to start as high as you can, as well fed as you can. But then, you know, it comes down to, okay, everything is, is, has a caloric value. And all calories are made up of those macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. Those are macros. Macro means big. These are nutrients we need in large quantities. So why would we eliminate an entire group of macronutrients? Does that make sense? No. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. So when people are trying to eliminate potatoes and just have, like, oil and avocado and bacon, don't, I mean, what's wrong with a potato? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Carbs. It doesn't. Maybe it has too many carbs in it. <laughs> but see, here's the thing: like when people say I'm, I'm going to cut sugar, usually what they're talking about is like highly caloric things, like baked goods, cookies, cakes, things like mm. that. That's also fat. It's a combination of fat and sugar that makes those things so calorically dense and delicious. So mm. you can't have those things. So going back to intuitive eating, how can you be intuitively eating if you don't know shit about your body? Mm. So Lauren, that's Art. that actually gets me to what I'm talking about because I think we kind of just went straight into it. But I think most people are trying to figure out a way to balance everyday living may not have a, a big understanding of a lot of the science that you just mentioned. So what, yeah. are, what would be kind of some of the advice? Because you, you brought up a few points. One, you know, n- knowing what's specific to what your goals are. 
Um, and then, you know, knowing kind of what foods you can deal with, what foods you can eat, counting calories, all this kind of stuff. So maybe to a common person like, you know, me that's working, all this kind of stuff, maybe doesn't have a great understanding of the science. What would be some of, I guess, the foundational things you would mention to somebody that's just trying to lose weight? Maybe not trying. I, I see the pictures behind you look amazing in some of those bodybuilding type stuff that you were doing. But like just for somebody that's trying to be healthier, lose some yeah. weight, but still be able to, you know, balance enjoying food as well. How would you approach that to just a normal person? I would say protein, protein, protein. Like that's what people are missing the most. They come to me and they think like, oh, I'm doing, I'm trying so hard. They're still not getting the, enough protein typically. Um, and lean protein, like, you know, chicken, fish, um, egg whites and eggs and, and, but you have to find what works for you. So I have plenty of people that come to me and they don't eat particular things. So it's my job to help them find the protein in what they will eat. You know what I'm saying? But um, so if you just change one thing and be like, start your day with a high protein breakfast, smoothie, egg scramble, something. Just that could be step one. I would tell people. Like a lot of people come to me and they say, I don't eat breakfast. I'm not hungry. If you're not hungry when you first wake up, that's not a very good sign that you have a very active metabolism. Um, and if you are also one of those people who tend to not eat breakfast and lunch and you skip and you want to call it intermittent fasting because it's trendy, whatever, you're skipping breakfast. And then by evening, you're so hungry that you're binge eating your entire kitchen. Mm. That's why people are setting that. So it's like, you call it intermittent fasting, but then you're eating all your calories in this window, and then you're also restricting, so that does sometimes trigger overeating. So basically, start your day with breakfast. Mm. Protein, high-protein breakfast. So one easy thing. So to just to, to, to give a follow-up, so, you know, obviously when we were growing up, um, you know, it, it, we talk about, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Eat three meals a day, three, three square meals and all this kind of stuff. Then, <laughs> you know, society hit us with Atkins and then it's, you know, there's all these types of, you know, keto you mentioned, you know, I, I, intuitive eating was the first time I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. I know intermittent fasting is very big right now. There's a lot of people that swear by that. Mm-hmm. Um, paleo, paleo, mm-hmm. you know, all these different fads. But um, when it comes down to it, you mentioned it's mainly about, you know, calories in, calories out, like in the sense, like if you're trying to lose weight, obviously you need less, you need to be burning more calories than you're taking in. Um, If you want to gain size, you need to be putting in more calories. So that could be used to, you know, build muscle, all those kind of stuff. Um, But just for like somebody, like I said, we want to maybe not to the the pro athlete or the person that's working out, you know, every single day for multiple hours a day, just for the normal person that maybe he's working out 30 to 45 minutes a day, going to the gym, all that kind of stuff. How, how would they balance like how much to actually eat compared to their workout? And what would be, I guess, an easy way for you to like, uh, maybe do like what's easy math for somebody to calculate what they actually need to eat based off of what they're burning. But see, this is what I do. This is like, what they pay me for. So, like, <laughs> without giving, like without that, giving away your chicks. The industry, the <laughs> industry <laughs> secrets. Um, you know, like, I have my ways and I'm pretty good. I just know people and I can look at pictures of people and listen to them talk about their health history and their 
history with food and their body image and their relationship with food, and I'm going to hone in on it, and I'm going to come up with a plan for them. So it's hard when you ask these questions that are very general. Right. That's what I don't do is general. I do very specialized. So when you, you're assuming, like, when you look at my pictures behind me, like, that's me, that's me, that's a client, those are clients. And, you know, I, I, I post lots of people for the stage and for those extremes, but that's just what gets people's attention. The bulk of my business is lifestyle people, just like you're talking about. Moms, just like me, I'm a mom. Um, and I don't go to the gym five, six days a week like I did in my 30s. I'm in my 40s now, you know? It's like a couple times a week it's maintaining what I've already built. It's not mm. perfect for me. And I have no food restrictions. I eat what I want, and I know what my body likes. And so that's my goal to get for everyone is to get them to a place where they're healthy and happy in their bodies and in their minds, and then they... um like can sustain it and maintain it, you know, mm. with food freedom. That's the key. But you have to teach them that. It takes a while. You have mm. to be taught. Right. You have a question? No. Okay. okay. I, I have a question, but I didn't want to step over anybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'm one of those people that I can eat, you know, a lot of chicken and um, I can eat rice or anything like that. Like I can eat meat or a steak but I, 30 minutes later, I'm starving. Like I, it's like I ate nothing. And I wonder, you know, have you ever heard of that? Or is that something that like well, some you, people, I mean, are you, are you eating vegetables? Are you eating other stuff besides just a piece of meat? No. Yes. Like, so let's say it's a fully balanced meal ish, you know? So it's like vegetables, chicken, maybe even rice and all of that. And and within 30 or 40 minutes, it's almost like that food never touched my stomach. Well, then you're probably not eating large enough portions. Mm, got it. I mean, Kelby, like, I mean, we could do this. I could tell you exactly what to do. We could talk about that. We could talk about that. Well, okay. Okay. I, I also, I wanted to ask that question because of the nutritional aspect as well. Not just, you know, how to look good, but just how to feel good well, as yeah, well. Again, it comes down to sustainability, including foods that you enjoy, getting the right macronutrients, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, stress mm. management, being active. It's not that easy. Gotcha. It's so, just, oh, you know, like there's a lot of things that go into it. So mm. I guess like you, you keep asking me to generalize and it's hard for me yeah it's going to be difficult because obviously there's a lot of different people that are going to be listening to this so clearly there'd be a different um i guess uh plan that you'd put into action based off of that but we want to kind of give maybe because obviously the whole goal is if anybody wants to get to where they need to be they need to call you and they need to get on your plan and, right. you know, be able to do that. So that would be ideally mm-hmm. what happens. But can you can you go through maybe some of the uh, main pitfalls that you see, whether it be uh, choices that are make, being made, why you see maybe people fall off as far as lack of discipline, motivation, things like that. What are some things that maybe can be pitfalls that uh, somebody can make sure that they don't you know, fall into when it comes to their journey mm-hmm. towards becoming a healthier person or how they hold themselves accountable. I mean, it's tough and it's like, it is a journey with all of us and we can't expect 
our bodies will always look the same as it did, you know, you can't compare it to past. It's like evolving all the time. But, um, and you can only, the comparison thing that people do a lot with online stuff will just kill you. You have to just think about being the best, strongest, coolest version of yourself, you know, and, and the healthiest. So it doesn't need to be a number, like a certain number on the scale. Um, and when people let go of that and they just kind of embrace the process of taking care of themselves and transforming themselves, and it's not just physical, it's got to be a mental thing too. So, you know, when I, I'm working with people, it's like I'm giving them the accountability and the support they need as they're going through it until they get to this point where they've set these new habits in place. And then they're like flying out of the nest on their own and say like, well, I got this. <laughs> so, um, you know, but like, I mean, the main thing is like, I'm doing the work for people to tell them what to eat. And once they figure out, like they see like, okay, Lauren's told me to have this or this for breakfast or this or this for lunch. I had this, these are my options for snacks. Again, I get to make this fun dinner recipe and they're trying new things and it, it can be enjoyable and then they can sustain it. Mm. Yeah. No, no, we were, we were, we were just, I think it's something wrong with the camera. I don't think it's the internet, but, um, I have a follow-up question. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I have a follow-up question. So I am somebody who was an athlete all growing up and, uh, and then, uh, so my body, I I knew what to eat. I could, you know, even if I started, got lazy and got, you know, out of shape, it was very quick to get in shape. Now I'm 38. And it's not the same process <laughs> at all, Lauren. It is brutal, right? The same workouts that I used to be able to do, the same stuff I used to eat, my body isn't responding in the same way. So what are some things when, as you get older, uh, that can help, I guess? And I know, obviously, it, it's specific to the individual, but as general yeah. as you can make it, um, what are some things that uh, people that are aging, obviously, all of us are, can um can do to combat that metabolism that obviously is going to slow down? What are foods that can help and maybe stuff that you should stay away from um, when you're not able to be as active as you were younger and your metabolism is also slowing down? Well, I say that the holy grail, honestly, for aging and anti-aging and metabolism is weight training. That will always be the holy grail. Mm. What do you mean by that? Uh, um, That... The way to enhance your metabolism is by trying to have as much muscle as you can have. Okay. Because muscle is metabolism, basically. So, like, body fat just sits on you. It doesn't do much. Muscle is, like, active tissue. It's, like, burning, you know? And mm-hmm. um, strength training, not just for, you know, muscle. Like, as we're aging, we're losing muscle mass. We're naturally losing bone density unless we're doing something to fight it. Um, and it doesn't need to be crazy squats and deadlifts and going to the gym five days a week. It just means some resistance training a few times a week. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, but it has to be something. Um, and if you're trying to lose body fat, the key is eating enough so that you are um, maintaining, keeping the muscle you already have. You don't want to cut too hard and lose all your muscles. Then, again, you're in the pit with the metabolism. So as you're aging... The best thing you can do is let's wait. I promise you. I have a, um, I have a question. Thing, oh, oh, go ahead. Um, well, I, that's, the food is the next thing. So, mm-hmm. I, as a 
as a nutritionist, it's not my job to tell anybody what they can't eat. There's nothing that I tell people, you can never eat that. I don't do that. That's not how, it's not what, it, what it's like. Um, it's, it's more about knowing, again, what works for you and your body. And from your fruits and vegetables, managing your stress, mental health is a huge thing that people will, um, you know, be on track. And then some life happens. Something, you know, grief, trauma, something happens and the depression hits or something hits and you lose where you at. It's okay to kind of like get back into it. So, you know, it's like, I just have to remind people that they're strong a lot of the time. And then they, <laughs> until they realize it themselves. Got it. Uh, I, I wanted to ask a question about uh, the, the weight training. So every time I go to the gym, I look at somebody uh, that I want to look like. And I say, I always ask the same question. And I say, do you do cardio? And <laughs> and the answer is always very different. It's, it, it's probably about 65%. No, I never do it. Um, and then other folks are like, yeah, I do about, you know, 30 minutes every workout or every other workout or something like that. So I wanted to kind of see if there is a myth to the no cardio club. Uh, there are some folks out there who just don't think that it's necessary. Is it even a thing that we have to do? You know, cause I, I, I always ask and I, I just, now I don't know what the answer is. Okay. Cardio meaning cardiovascular exercise is good uh, for our heart. Mm-hmm. Cardio. So now it's like in the fitness, it's cardio. Oh, cardio, fasted cardio. Fasted cardio is bullshit. It doesn't burn any more fat than regular cardio. Mm-hmm. You just got to do the cardio. So cardio is just a tool. It's another tool for output. Um, yes, it is good for your health, but if you're looking at output and energy balance, it's just another tool to increase your output for, um, for calorie burn. So um, if you're asking some big juiced up bodybuilder who's running a bunch of gear at the gym. If he's doing, uh, if he's doing cardio, he's definitely going to tell you no because he can barely like huff. He'd be huffing and puffing and dying. So, he's like, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, that dude doesn't do cardio. No, they'll, they'll laugh at you. Um, but then there's other people who love cardio and they do that. And sometimes they do too much, and I'm telling them to do less. So you mm. see what I'm saying? Depends on the person. Depends on the person. So, on the but person. it's but it but overall, which I what I hear is cardiovascular exercise is good for your heart. Yeah, that's the point. Cardio, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I, I need to make sure because I I remember having a conversation with the trainer at the gym, who who was like a lean dude, but and I was like, how do I look like you? I want to be like leaner, and he was like, don't ever do cardio. He was just like, eat less and just lift and do and do do uh do twenty you know twenty reps of a lightweight Jesus. and then do that like fifteen times. You know, and then you're gonna be really cut and lean and eat broccoli. And I was, I'm pretty I was, sure that's not how that you know, actually but went. But, but you know, this is what we retained from the conversation. But, but, is really but, she understands what I'm saying. Like, do the lightweights, do it as many times as possible until you burn out, and then just like you know, that's the, that's the lean thing. So I was just trying to figure out, you know, because he was so adamant. You know, you don't need it. I know so many lean people who don't need. So I'm just like, what is the truth? And so I mean, she answered that. For you, Kelby, you want me to be honest with you? Sure. Kelby, you need cardio. 
That okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do card. So Lauren, so, I have. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask Kelby about his split and his gym routine. We can go there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I I go to the gym and I and I actually just change up my routine. Um, before I was lifting weights for about an hour. Uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And then I would do like 15 minutes of cardio. Uh, but I, I recently, uh, didn't fit in some things. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I switch it over. Now I lift weights three days a week. Um, and I do cardio five days a week and, uh, it's been working for me. You know, I've, I've gone down a little bit and, uh, my skin is a little bit clearer. And I've also been, I've been using an, an app, uh, since I've been in middle school. And I've been just tracking what I eat. Now, it's, it's not necessarily like I'm trying to eat less, but I, it just gives me that mentality that I know what I ate. And sometimes yeah. I get a taste for to eat something, but then I look at it and I'm like, I'm not even hungry. I ate all this stuff today, but before I would just like eat whatever. And, you know, yeah, so that, it, yeah, so it just keeps me accountable, you know? So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Okay. So, um, and if you're seeing like you're sticking with that kind of level of cardio and level of training and you're you're somewhat tracking the nutrition portion and you're seeing a very uh, trending, you know, down with your weight or your body mm-hmm. fat, you can tell is going down, mm-hmm. then, you know, and it's not too drastic, it's just, a, you know, maybe a pound or two a week, mm-hmm. then that's good. Yeah. And when you... At some point, um, your body, there's this thing called metabolic adaptation. So at some point, your body is becomes used to getting less food. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, Kelby's feeding us less food lately, and he's doing all this cardio. Um, we want to hold on to this, this body fat. You know, like, we got to hold on because mm-hmm. he's not feeding us enough. Okay, that's what your body's going to start thinking at some point. And that's usually when the plateau happens. So people mm-hmm. will what they call plateau, get stuck or whatever, when they feel like their weight loss isn't progressing any further, usually what you need to do, because your body has metabolically adapted to those fewer calories, unfortunately, what you got to do is continue to go down in your caloric input or mm-hmm. increase your cardio-caloric output. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, cardio can be a tool. Weight training also burning calories to force. So, um, that's the balance, though. You know, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. You, so yeah, so if you're sticking with that, and um, are you also doing your you're doing weights and then cardio after, right? I'm doing weights and then cardio after. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you always want to go in like with your muscles fueled with a little bit of carbs, maybe a piece of fruit or something before you go train, mm-hmm. and then and then yeah, do cardio after you do your workout. Do your Got it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm about, um, I'm about like 16 pounds down since that tr- tragic day when I couldn't fit in my pants. So how many weeks ago was that? Uh, probably, probably about, um, two months. Okay. Two, that's two a and lot. a half months. Yeah. That's a lot yeah, of that's cool. months. I mean, that's pretty significant. And then you may see that, um, naturally slow down a little bit, like I mm-hmm. said, and, and that's normal. Um, and then that's when you make adjustments as needed. But mm-hmm. um, really, the consistency is the is the key. You mm-hmm. can't. You just have to keep doing it. And Got people it. forget, like they'll they'll set a goal or target and say, like, 
oh, if I can just get to that weight. And then once they get there, they like, well, I did it. Okay, well, now I can kind of like relax. And <laughs> yes, you can reverse out of that deficit into the, adding food back into a maintenance level of calories. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't completely fall off. You can't just completely cut cardio. You can't just, um, you can wean yourself off of those things and, and yep. you can slowly add back to things, but, um, nothing drastic. You don't want to do any extremes. Right. It happened to me. You know, when I met you, I had just gone through my weight loss journey the first time around. I'd lost about 135 pounds and uh, and over time started creeping back up, you know, and not really noticing it is the the worst thing that ever happened to me because it was just kind of like, oh, I just I'm just going to get a shirt that's like slightly bigger than the last one. You know, no big deal. And at first it was a lot of muscle. But, you know, once you start lifting a lot of weights, you get hungrier and hungrier and boy, is pizza good. You know, so uh, so these things kind of happen. So I'm kind of just making sure I remember, you know, to appreciate the things that happen uh, in the past. And as I'm kind of trending downward again to remind myself, like, don't do this again to yourself, you know, like. Right. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times you just got to give yourself grace. It's not always going to be, quote, perfect, whatever the hell that is. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, it's it's you and, and your own thoughts, and you're the only one that is really controlling all of it. It's just mm-hmm. you. Even when yeah. I'm giving people all these tools, I can't make them do it. Yeah. They got to want it. And yeah. so um, I try to motivate and make people want it, but I can't, like, want it more than them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but you like you have to think about your past and like don't do that to yourself again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't do that. You have to slow, gradual, steady, steady, yeah. slow, consistent. That's true. Lauren, I have a I have a question because I think one of the biggest uh things that people are always afraid of is that they are working out the wrong way. Like they, Mm, they're working out, but they don't know if they're like effectively working out. So something that you just kind of said, so I'm somebody who always did cardio before I lifted because I had this thought process and I was told by people that were like much bigger than me that like, yo, after you lift, you shouldn't be running. You shouldn't be doing anything because that messes with your, like all the gains that you're making, you're actually messing that up. Now you said the complete opposite. (laughs) So it's kind of like, it, it, it kind of is just kind of like for somebody who, isn't as trained, obviously you've been, you know, educated in this and all that kind of stuff. How do, how do people just know that they're working out the right way or what, what are, what is the right right way of working out? Like how, when you say cardio, what is cardio? Like, is that running on the treadmill for like 15 minutes? Should you be running for 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Obviously I know we could say, Oh, it's specific to the individual, but just like, I guess as general as you can be, even though I know you're not big on generalities, like how do we know that we're working out properly? Also, just to, just to piggyback on that, Lauren, real quick, a lot of our audience is women. And um, I've heard many times from members of our audience, you know, the ladies are in- intimidated by going to the gym because I, I just don't know what to do. And, you know, I, of course, I don't want to hurt myself or anything like that. So uh, that's just to add on to what he's saying, because sometimes that gym is just one of those places that makes people feel uncomfortable. The gym is my bitch. That's what I do. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And I love to teach women how to get there too. Like I walk through the gym and like that is, I'm so confident and comfortable and people think I'm a bitch, but it's because I'm so focused on my task at hand, you know, which is killing myself and then leaving. Right. But uh, anyway, go 
going back to Neil's question uh, about working out, I mean, there's, I, I guess, there's no right or wrong way. You don't want to injure yourself. Obviously, there's form. Correct form is very important. But as far as, like, rep ranges go and set ranges, um, that's going to be depending on your goals and your body. And um, but generally, let's just say general speaking, um, for sets, 10 to 12 reps, good place. Like, for most people, you just need to pump some muscle and uh, pump some blood into those muscles. Um, and again, it depends on your goal. So if you, like you said, that guy told you to do cardio before, I don't know why he would ever tell you to do cardio before you lifted weights because you then, if you're doing cardio before you lift weights, you're tapping through all your muscle glycogen before you even get to your freaking lift. That's crazy. I lift, I did cardio before lifting for like seven years straight. <laughs> yeah, I was told yeah. the opposite yeah. from guys that are in this, like look like the way I wanted to look. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like there's some things that obviously you've been taught through folklore that yeah. might not be accurate. Yeah. And see, this is the thing. You can't take advice from the dudes at the gym who are running gear. They're so juiced up to the gills. Mm. And so no, don't take advice from that guy. Got you. He's, so can like, you can you give us a little bit of a sense of why, like, so can you first define what a good cardio workout would be and why it's important to do that after lifting versus prior to lifting? Because sure. sometimes so even cardio. we say cardio and people are walking on the treadmill for 10 minutes and said, I got my cardio in. That might not be an effective way of actually, you know, getting cardio. So maybe, maybe yeah. you know, if I could take a guess, Lauren. Is it is it like elevating your heart rate to a certain level for a specific period yeah. of time? That's what yeah. I think about when there's when people say cardio. So you know, exactly. could it, so let's right. <laughs> well, I, I, I've only I'm only bringing this up because uh, I, I I had a, di- a gym teacher in high school who told me if you can speak while you're doing cardio, your cardio is not good enough. So I, I've yeah. always wondered. Okay. All right. So uh, with that being said, are you asking for like this specific workout? No, no. I'm just saying like, because I'm, I'm more speaking for maybe people that can't ask the question right now because they're listening. Right. So that's why I'm, 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 I'm talking maybe people that aren't working out as much that are going out for a walk, you know, for 30 minutes a day, wondering why they're not getting the results. Maybe that's not the cardio that you're talking about that actually is going to be effective to get the results so what is what do you define as an actual cardio workout yeah like exactly what kelby said cardio cardiovascular exercise is just elevating the heart rate to a certain place you know where you feel like it's your blood something you can feel it uh you're sweating you can talk but you don't really want to you know that's kind of level of cardio and it could be 20 minutes 30 minutes some people have uh different goals again but Mm -hmm. it's like you you want to do your cardio after you train, and I, I have clients who just do brisk walking for their. That's all they do for their workouts because they're older, or you know mm. they don't. There's different goals. So if if uh, but if you're going to the gym and you're gonna do you're gonna do warm up, you're gonna do your lift, then you're gonna do your cardio, and and then some people like to go and stretch in the sauna. It's like it's up to you, but. That cardio session should be, a, I will give people a scale of um, rate of perceived exertion, RPE, mm. rate mm-hmm. of perceived exertion. So I will tell people the RPE should be seven, eight on these sessions, meaning, like I said, you could talk but like, to someone next to you, but you really would rather not. Like it's huffing and puffing kind of thing. 
Right. So, um, but you know, any cardio machine at the gym, like you know, there's treadmills, there's ellipticals, there's uh, recumbent bikes, stationary bikes, bikes. You swim. You could do a number of things. Um, some people prefer to do their cardio outside, so it's like okay, go to the gym, do your lift, and then do your do a walk at the beach later or whatever. It's it, whatever floats your boat. It really is just about not like over analyzing. Am I doing this right? It's really just doing it, moving your body, just feeling you know, and not for oh because I need to look a certain way, but to be like oh I want to feel a certain way. Mm. I want to feel good. Lauren, is there a way to be inefficient? with your workouts. So can people be overworking out or wasting their time in their gym? Like, is it better to, you know, spend an hour in the gym or like just, you know, 30 to 45 minutes? Uh, like what, what is, I guess, ideal for somebody to get, maximize their results? Um, I know you're going to like hate me for saying that, but it's, it's it depends. <laughs> Right. For sure. Um, no, like, um, I'm sorry, is it after question again? So I, 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 this is where it's coming from. You know, there's, um, you know, people that you see are in the gym for like two hours, right? Just, you know, and maybe they're taking big rests between their, or it's like a social endeavor, you know, like the okay. gym comes sometimes turns into that. But right. like, then there's people that are just in and out 30 to 45 minutes. Like, um, I guess what is the ideal, I guess, time frame? And I know obviously it's going to be specific, but maybe but, to the, like just the average person working out, like is, is there a time that's too little? Like you're only working out 20 minutes a day. Maybe that's not enough where, you know, you're working out an yeah, hour and a half. Maybe that's too much. See, that's the thing. I would never say that like 20 minutes is not enough. Like I would tell people, if you can only go to the gym for 20 minutes, go and just kill it for 20 minutes. That's mm -hmm. it, you know? So it comes down to what you can actually do. But ideally, you know, it's like some people tell me, Lord, I love working out. I want to work out. I want to trade for two hours in the gym. Um, and I'm like, cool. I mean, other people say, like, I'm a mom. I'm busy. I got 45 minutes. So that's fine, too. That's, it doesn't. There's no ideal. That's like the thing that you keep asking me is, like, perfect ideal, right. like, it, there is no perfect ideal. It really comes down to your goals, your body. The can, maybe can, that, can I ask it this way, Lauren, then? What are, I guess, are some ways that we can use our bodies, I guess, uh, what our body is telling us to know if we're working out too little or we're working out too okay. much? That's a good question. That's a good question. So basically, um, when you're, you did ask about like people wasting their time, I do see in the gym, uh, I'm like, cringe 9,000 all the time. Uh, that's one one, of course. And sometimes I, if I'm afraid they're going to get hurt, I will like, say something in, as nicely as I can. But um, for the most part, what I see people doing is on their phones a lot, like not really engaged. Have, like, like I said, when I go to the gym, I am zoned out. I have headphones. Hat, don't fucking talk to me. I mm -hmm. um, am like murdering. I, so I'm focusing on a muscle group and I'm like killing it. And um, burning it out, you know, and so it's like you you need to fatigue the muscle. And I see people just like going through the motions with not enough weight. I can tell that it's not enough weight just by how much they're swinging around mm -hmm. on the machine. I can tell because they're like looking at their freaking phones and just like you know, <laughs> they're not. There's no exertion. There's no like like when I'm lifting weights, I'm going even if I'm failing it at 15 reps or 10 reps or 8 reps, I'm like freaking like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. doing your work. And so I guess when I 
I look around the gym, I'm like, okay, that person hasn't changed physically. I've seen them at the gym all this time, and they haven't physically changed. Probably because they're not working those muscles intensely enough. They're not they're not targeting the muscles enough. They're not giving enough volume. They're not eating enough. You know, they're not eating the right things because that. I mean, nutrition's eighty percent of it, honestly. Um, but uh, you know, it's got to be doable and not like not like you have to do it but you want to do it so if that means it's a 45 minute session then fine um and you can also break up it doesn't have to be like go to the gym every time and do your weights and your cardio and and leave sometimes i would just go and like you know i only had 30 minutes so i'd do leg press for like 10 sets then do leg extensions 10 sets then do leg curls 10 sets maybe the abductor 10 sets and boom i'm out of there with very minimal rest Mm-hmm. You know, but then there's other days where I'm spending two hours, like with plenty of rest in between. It depends on my body. But but the next question that you asked was um, really more about recovery. So again, it's going to come down to you can only you only as, as you're only going to have as, uh, the results you want if you can recover. The muscle really is being torn every time you train. It's being torn, and and the recovery. Like it's happening while you're sleeping, and that's when the muscle's growing. So there's so many other factors, like you know, right. sleep and stress, and even like I would get into even with men later on in their 30s and testosterone production, natural testosterone levels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be another thing I would su- suggest to men and, and women too. You should get your blood work done um, in your 30s and 40s, and and uh, make sure that your hormone levels are are in the right place too. It's important as well. I just have one last question, Lauren, and then I'll, I'll get out of your hair. So, um, (laughs) what is, so I guess, you know, when people are starting their journey or in their journey or whatever, what, I guess, what is like a timeframe that you think is a healthy way to start actually seeing results? Um, and you know, the patience that maybe somebody needs to have when themselves, when they're starting out, like when they could actually see optimum results, if they're doing all the things you're talking about, staying consistent, staying disciplined and, you know, all those good things. Well, it takes 90 days for most humans to, um, establish a new habit. So Mm. I have to remind people that you Mm -hmm. have to give yourself grace. It takes a few months to really nail in those things and you got to give yourself grace in that period when it's not perfect and you're, you're setting that habit up. Um, and what was the second part you asked me? Just like in general, because I think some people will start working out and maybe it'll be like two, three weeks down the line. They're like, I'm not really seeing too many results and then they'll give up. Right. Or they'll, they'll stop. Well, like what, when should you start seeing results? What's like, I guess, um, you know, the time frame before you, you know, can be like, Oh, I'm not doing the right things. Well, again, I mean, depends on how much body fat you have covering muscles and like, so say you say have a woman who only has like, you know, 20 pounds of body fat to lose before she's pretty fit and lean. Um, it's like, I'm assuming it'd be harder for when you're closer to having like excess body fat It's going to take, it's going to take longer because it's harder to lose those weight. You don't want it to be fat. I don't want to try to drop 20 pounds off of her in, mm-hmm. you know, four weeks. And it's going to be like, 
maybe it's a pound a week, but it's like I've got to figure out her body, find her maintenance, set her calories, figure out how her body responds. But most of the time, I have people who, if they follow the programming that I give them and they're finally getting the right amount of carbs and protein mm. and fat, mm. that they actually can see and feel differences within a couple of weeks. Nice. Okay, I, I yeah. want to. I, I we only have just a couple minutes left, and I I, I want to go through just like a speed round of mi- of gym myths. Okay. Okay, just a quick a quick round of that. All right. So, the first one I have is uh is the moment you stop doing cardio, you stop burning calories. Truth or false? <laughs> you burn calories while you sleep. Hmm. We're always burning calories. Hmm. That's so dumb. Who said that, Toby? <laughs> a very attractive Persian guy at the gym. Oh my That's god! That's why. Don't <laughs> so right. the guys at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The the next one is uh, 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 this one comes from my chiropractor. He said you need to cut carbs to lose twenty pounds in two weeks. Why do you need to lose twenty pounds in two weeks? Who said that? The chiropractor. And why, would that be, why would that be healthy? Why Why would he tell you to lose 20 pounds in two weeks that is so unhealthy? Why? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. All right. That's a great answer. And then, and then our, uh, my, my last one is uh, uh, fad workouts. CrossFit, Peloton, and all these other uh, things like Orange Theory, hit, 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 hit uh, are these are these fads or is it just like a good way to move your body? If if you like it and you'll do it, then do it. Perfect, great answer, y'all. This is my good friend Lauren. She is the CEO, the founder, and the president of BUL Personal Fitness and Nutrition. I'm so happy that you gave us your time today to answer some of these very general and oddly specific questions. And let's, you, give, let, let's give her a second because Lauren, there are going to be people that might be interested in how to get in contact with you and what an actual program with you would would look like. Can you just like yeah. in a like a quick elevator pitch on what it would be like? Uh, uh, to work with you and and kind of what that process would be like. Um, yeah, well, you can send people to my Instagram, Muscle Mamas Two, or my website is bewellpersonalfitness.com, and I have a client form where I ask a lot of questions about the person even before I talk to them. Um, gives me a good snapshot of their lives and health history and vibe, and then we get on a call, and then we just go from there. And this is uh, uh, international as well, not just if they're in the in your area. All right. I've got tons of locals, but um, I have right now clients in Hawaii, in Amsterdam, a bunch on the East Coast. So, you know, and you work with men, and you work with men men and women. women. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, men and women. I love working with both men and women. All right. So if you guys are in the business of getting your body right, getting your mind right, getting your nutrition right, I personally co-sign my good friend, Lauren, my sister, and uh, I want you guys to check her website out, bewellpersonalfitness.com. BeWellPersonalFitness.com I almost said .net BeWellPersonalFitness.com To change your life for the better Thank you guys for watching the Men on the Internet podcast And we'll catch you guys next week
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 